Do writers have demons? Are straight people just boring? Should straight men clap them butt cheeks? This is basically life. Looking at queer, love, sex, and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Mugo. Hi, uh, my name is Santam Kumane and I am a writer and a wine drinker. Zanta, pronouns he, him. I have known this one since way back. We met in uni and spent our years being random. Then this one disappeared and came back a premium day. I won't ever forget seeing him in a button down at a jazz performance and being like, well, look who fucked around and grew up. So little homie grew up and is now a Swazi freelance writer, journalist, and ex-scientist. His work appears on OK Africa, This Is Africa, Mail and Guardian, Race Bater, Kalahari Review, City Press, Joburg Review of Books, New Frame, and Lolway. He holds a BA Honours in Journalism and Media Studies. Are you good? I'm good. I'm good. We're alive. Um, <laughs> He's grateful. I'm great. Literally, no, I'm just, it's just like, yeah, you know, like disparity of the world has just made us like you know mm-hmm. so i'm good we're good we're good yes you know of all the guests i've had right you had the most positive answer like folks like and this is and this is including guests pre-covid right? yeah um like other people have been like yo brah like you know it's tough out here and then they have a thing yeah like you just hear good yeah because i'm just like yo <laughs> when you've been through the storm, you just like been through the storm, and that's the thing with COVID. Uh, this time is just like I I don't know. Like I've already been through so much and I've lived so much, mm-hmm. and COVID just kind of intensified like being insular and being isolated, which I think I already was anyways. So for me, I'm just like actually, actually, <laughs> actually. We're good because now everybody's like dipping into themselves in a way that they've never dipped into. Also, oh, like actually, like sitting there with your demons and confronting your demons. Yeah. Wait, why were you insular? Is it because you're a writer? Is it the writer thing? Ugh, girl. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lonely ass profession, hey? It is, it is. And like, yeah, so like, I'm like, I want, like, I heard about like this, there's a writing thing in the Amazon. Oh. Where you can go and write in the fucking Amazon, guys. Guys, so we need to go that far to write. So, <laughs> so I'm ready. I'm so committed. I am so committed. You have no idea. Wait, like, are you by yourself or are you with like a whole bunch of people? No, no, no. We, I live in a house, so I'm with No, people. no, no. In the Amazon. Oh, no. By yourself. We give you a, a, a tree house. And you go and live by yourself? Yeah. What if you have to like fight the wildlife? Well, I mean, obviously they you go get you can go buy food <laughs> when you need to go for groceries and stuff, you you hit up someone. Mm-hmm. But like that idea of isolation just seems like but, It's wh- the fucking Amazon. It is. It is, but I also have a thing about bugs, right? I don't uh, I don't like things with more with too many legs. Could be, uh, or same, too we're same, we're same, we're the same, but I'm But you know the Amazon is Okay, but like, you know what? We speak it, sprinkle it in Jesus' name. It shall manifest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so now on this topic of isolation, right? So, you yeah. say you live with people, mm. right? So, and I know I've spoken to you a lot about this idea of isolation. Mm. Like, so please explain, like, why, why, like, what is your idea of isolation? Why do you. Why, why? I feel like it resonates a lot with you. Please. Uh, yeah, it resonates. Um, I think, so I, gr- I grew up alone. Well, you know, I grew up with my, it was my grandmother and I for a very mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. So like, if it wasn't me and her, it was, you know, just me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think the idea of being alone has never been a problem for me. Because mm-hmm. I had, because I didn't have siblings I mean, I have siblings, sorry. <laughs> but you <laughs> know you what I mean? I siblings. know. I'm You're just like, saying. I'm an only child, sort of. I'm not. just. Like, I had to create my own world. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had that space because it was just me and my grandmother 
uh, for a very long time. And then, yeah, obviously people lived, like my aunts, obviously. Yeah, like, it would come in and out, but it like was predominantly. The, the, yeah, the foundation is that. So I, I had the space to create my own world, mm-hmm. to, to, to imagine I had to create a twin. I remember at some point in my life, I created a twin, okay? Like, you had a twin? I created a twin. Okay. You know? Um, and I was like, yeah, guys, I have a twin. And, and, and that was... That was, that was the thing. It was a real thing. Like, I was like, guys, I have a twin. So... And gave ha- him a name, gave him a... Wait, a, what a, was your twin's name? Actually, I need to know. Okay, what was your twin's name and personality? So, my twin's name was Zwa. <laughs> So you were Zante and Zwa. Yeah. I had to keep the Zs going. Um, and yeah, my twin was more more masculine, mm-hmm. like more sturdier, mm-hmm. more like decisive. Um, yeah, so he was stronger than me. He was more, he was stronger, um, more secure and like mm-hmm. very like masculine and so yeah, I did that. You did that. I did that, guys. I literally created you, you, a you whole. You created human a whole like. So I had that space. Mm-hmm. So this isolation thing, uh, I'm just like, yeah. Obviously, it was hard because you know freedom of mobility and all those things. But yeah. deep down, deep down, deep down, you you inside been... your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool, okay, cool. It's cool, it's chill. It's it is chill. what it is. It is what it is. So, okay, so taking this isolation thing and taking it to, like, the idea of queerness, right? Because yeah. I've heard you talk about this, and you're so great at this, and the idea of the queer body being lonely, even when you have people around you. Oh. So, like, please just, like, speak a little bit towards that. Like, just the idea of loneliness and, like, you know, queerness and... Because I think with, you know, the isolation and everything happening, people are beginning to see, like, the isolation that others feel. Yeah. So, yeah, like, and for you, like, queerness and loneliness, how does... Oh, I've written a lot about this. Um, so, I think queer people spend so much time in themselves, mm. inside themselves, Um so you always are like questioning yourself. You're always like talking to yourself. So for me, like, I've always been like, I, you, you know, when you feel like you exist alone, yeah. right? Because you think you're the only one. So that, that, that's my first experience. When I knew that I was gay, I was probably 12, 13, whenever. And you were in Swaziland. Yes, and I was in Swaziland. But... Obviously, um, you think I literally felt like I was the only person. You just you like that feeling that yeah. way. You're like a man solo. Yeah, I am just like this thing that I'm feeling. You're by is, yourself. I'm by myself, mm-hmm. right? So, I'm. A, I just described it. I'm already isolating myself, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not even reaching out to someone else. Whatever I'm going through, I'm just going inside myself. Mm-hmm. So, like, it creates like this thing it carves out like this loneliness that just builds and builds and builds because then high school then varsity and then you know by the time you come out <laughs> quote unquote quote, yeah no yeah. yeah coming out is also a yeah. bit of a sketch vibe yeah. for me but yeah by the time you come out you spend so much time with yourself that it's difficult to yes even when you find community yes. It's so difficult because you've spent so much time within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was talking, I wanted to, I still have this dream of, I'm, I'm going to do it. Eventually. You're going to do it. No, you're going to do it. I don't even um, know what it is. Then you find it's so murder. It's, a, and it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not murder. It's, I had this like concept, this well, theory, whatever, mm-hmm. that finding yourself is a queer experience, right? Mm-hmm. Because... And I mean it both in a queer sexual way, but queer as in a non-mainstream way. Mm-hmm. Because finding yourself is what queer people do. Like, no one questions themselves more than someone who is queer. Who is queer. Mm-hmm. So I started this thing when I was 13. You know, okay, also, you, slightly where, shook, considering I knew you when you were much later. Yeah, you know... Uh, like, like what, what, I'm trying to remember what my feelings around you were. Oh my god, I hope they, they were good though. No, no, you no loved, I liked you. No, you sorry, loved no, me. No, babe. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying in terms of like trying to figure out whether I thought you were straight or not. Oh. So I was like, I don't think he's straight. Mm. But then I'm like. 
But I'm like a big old raving lesbian. Because at that point, I was a big old raving mm. lesbian. Now, I like... I'm, I'm not now. But no, actually, I was always bisexual. I just, at that point, you know, you gotta really settle in, mm. so you know. And I was like, but if he isn't straight, why wouldn't he come to me? Then I'm like, okay, then if he wouldn't come to me, then he might be straight and I'm just projecting. Because mm. also, like you say, like, you know, that journey of questioning yourself yeah. and then you start questioning everyone around you and start... So I'm like, maybe I'm projecting yeah. because I'm going through my own thing, settling into my sexuality. Mm. So you'd had, like, the feeling of isolation. Mm. And so, like, even when you found community, like, what was that like? like? Oh, God. Like, it was... Yeah, it, it it changed my life, I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Because um for the first time you kind of like are in a space where you can relate to mm-hmm. people. Um and feel like feel like you know, home, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um because you, you spend so much time thinking you're the only one that when you kind of are within a space that says, Babes, we're here. We got you, and you're like, oh, I can put my burdens down. Y'all don't know what I've been doing. Like my back, like yeah, that, like Erica Badu, bag, back lady, you know, bag, bag lady, baby. And I'm a mm-hmm. bag. You know, I was a bag lady. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and to find community in that way is, yeah. Okay, where, where did you... Okay, wait, first, sorry, I interrupted you. Terrible, terrible podcast hosting, but I interrupted you. You said the thing that you're wanting to find is, like, discovering yourself. Like, yeah. wait, please just speak on that a little bit more because I interrupted you. What do you mean finding yourself? Like discovering yourself. You yeah. want to discover yourself. Yes. In your entirety. In my entirety, in my in my likes and my hates, in my um Yeah, just to, to just to, to 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 kind of like you said, settle in mm. myself where I'm unapologetic. Like this is me. So either you're gonna take me like this, or baby, keep it moving. You know, like just to be secure enough to not be worried that someone will leave you or hate you, or, or Yo. you know, because sometimes you you do this thing of like, whew, I don't want to say performing, but we kind of like tailor. Um, yeah, tailor, tailor ourselves. I, I tailor to... myself to, to 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 please the person that I'm with or my friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I I'm at the point where I'm just now I'm like I guess I'm a mess. I'll I'll junk out you friend. How old are you now? Thirty. Babe, welcome. Come on oh, now. Oh my yes. Ugh, what a I'm, time. I'm thirty two. What that, a time. I, like to, me when I was it thirty. Changes, it changes your life. Yeah, but I think it doesn't change your life in the way that people think that suddenly like because people are like I I know for, like with women we're told when you're thirty that's when you land in your body you stop like holding yourself back. Thirty, I fell apart. I was just like, yeah, but I up. fell apart in that way where I'm like. My fr- I'm like telling my friends, bitch, this is about to get messy. You like, unravel. like yeah. those once a time, um, me and me and Sipu were having like a whole huge time. Like 2015, 16 was like a mess. Yeah. Or 2016, and I called my friend sobbing from sitting under my kitchen table, cause that was a decent thing to do. This was the same girl who would be like, no, if I need help, no, I'm gonna fix it. I can do bad all by myself. It's gonna be okay. But I was sobbing. And I'm just like, I know you're at work and it's a Monday. But, but I just, I don't know. I'm just going to drink wine if you're free. Yeah. <laughs> and she had like this like big, yeah. fat ass job. And she's just like, okay, um, I have to go to the ShopRite office, but I'll be there. It's fine. Yeah. So it's just like that, that time when you stop tailoring yourself. Yes. And stop holding yourself yeah. back. Like, which leads me like the, the conversation we had in the car on the way here. Mm. Like that idea of holding yourself back yeah. for a partner. Like, mm how have you done that again before like like no, no. I, I don't think i'll go that that far because i think uh, i think minimizing yourself is 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 a bigger hurt than tailoring yourself for someone mm. um and i think we're, we're, we're and that's the idea of romance i'm also grappling with that idea of romance because i think our first education with romance is you know you must be you must be certain thing for a partner um you must be prince charming yeah. and a princess who I needs mean, to like everybody yeah. needs to fill that very disney role exactly mm. so for me i'm at finally at a point where i'm like i guess as i'm a mess 
It's a mess. I'm a mess. It's a mess. So, Buti, if you're going to come into my life, you must know that I'm a mess and you must love me like this. Like, in the entirety. Like, we'll grapple, we'll fight, we'll do whatever we need to, we'll work it out, but... And I, I, and I always tell my friends, I'm like, guys, I just want a man who's just, like, not bothered. Okay. You remember the idea of boring? I, I think we spoke, I, the idea of just being boring. Just, just every just, day. Just like, like a nigga's like, okay, cool. Like, it's fine, it's Zanta, sure. when Xanta drinks, he drunks dials. Okay, shop. Okay, who's he drunk dialing And then, now? you know, like, literally, it's... it's like, is it me he's drunk dialing at 3 a.m.? Being like, know? baby! Yeah. Baby! And he answers the call. He's mm. like, hey, babes, I know you're drunk. Are you okay? Are you Do you okay? need me to come fetch you? No, babes, I'm just drunk dialing you. I just, okay. It's just like, I and have feelings like, and then, right now. And then he drops off phone. And then it's I fine. keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> you like, wake up the next just the morning, boringness like, of it is mm. what I'm. I'm saying, like, I think people, I, people get overwhelmed by our um, flourishes and whatever we put out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, as queer folks, as, as gay queer folks, folks, as gay folks, as yeah, everyone. no, y- y'all, y'all do have. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what my view of gay relationships okay, is. Okay, we can get... We, that's another chat. You need to pour more wine for okay, that. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Where's uh, your wine, baby? Have you I drunk have, your I wine? I have my wine. Okay, yeah. Um, no, yeah. We can do... But <laughs> for me, it's just that... You, think, you just want... Not the mundane, but like the... Just the everyday, yeah, essentially. The, the, what, the decisiveness of, of our life. Oh, you know, okay. when someone's like, "I babes, I chose you," and and that's what I'm gonna continue doing. Would you ever consider being in an open relationship? Yes, uh, I'm ready because I I want to explore polyamory so much, so much. But okay, it's there's ego things mm. with men that just it's a lot. It doesn't seem more. Um, and I and like I said in that essay that like. The men's first language is is seeking the validation of other boys. Mm. So oh my, and yo, that's such wisdom. And and the thing is, like even straight men, like straight men don't even realize because even when they hit on a woman, they're like, "Are you with someone?" Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because if you are with someone, i.e., another man, I'm being heterosexual Hetero- at this point. Mm-hmm. That's their chase. That's what turns them on. Yeah, the that's stamp. The, yes. The rubber that, stamp. That, that, like, oh, this the, woman is with someone. You are owned by another, another being. Yes. So mm. she's obviously worthy with stealing. Mm. Mm. You, could, you could be looking, banging. It's like, yeah, I'm single. Ah, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. It's nice. It's like more, I got a boyfriend. Oh. Exactly. Yo. It's always, and that's the thing. I learned this through my straight friends because I'm always like, hi, guys. <laughs> What's going on here? Because <laughs> y'all are messy ass bitches too. The straights are messy as shit. Babs! Come on now, speak on it. No, guys, the straights are messy as shit. Yeah. Like, bruh, so like this book when I was writing it and yeah. somebody was like, are you just oh, writing for the... congratulations! Thank you, gorgeous! Uh, By the time this drops, the book will already be out. Go and buy it. Thank you. Go and buy it, right? Support queer writers. Yes. But so now black queer writers. Black queer writers. Like that one. So like now, even when I was writing this book and somebody was like, Oh, are you just writing about the gays? And I was just like, No. And I'm like, number one, rude that you think that I can only write about gay Mm. people. Um, and like the queers. But I was like, no. Uh, this book is for everyone. And somebody actually, Haiki asked me, how can it be for everyone? I'm like, techniques-wise, it can be for everyone. Like, look, straight men need to try pegging. Stop it now. Stop, stop it now. now. Get, Go and get, try. Step, just, you know, just clap them butt love cheeks. Yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. And clap them butt cheeks. It's fine, right? Like, so technique-wise, people get fingered, no, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. But I'm like, also just the logistics of relationshiping are the same across the board. Across the board. Guys, dealing with a human being Jesus. is the same. Jesus. It's literally that. Jesus. Like And I, and and people always like say like, ah, oh, the gays are hoes. The gays are this. Oh, thank you for The gays are just unencumbered by yeah. a lot of But things. my thing is I'm like the only reason there's such a, a gaze or such a, a very like strong um critical eye is that we're a smaller community. Mm. And it's microness. So, like, I mean, if I'm looking at two people, obviously I can 
you know. Yeah. But you can the yeah. the, the numbers are higher yeah. by by And I always say this, I'm like, there's so much like exceptionalism that is expected from queer people mm-hmm. that I'm getting tired of. Like I, I don't need to be amazing. I You I, don't. You I don't really, it's, I it's don't like the black curse for sexuality. Yeah. You gotta come so, ten times harder. Your relationships have been ten ten times on, better. Now, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm I'm tired of that narrative because I'm just like, guys, straight people are fucking boring. They're boring. Straight and people a mess. are unimaginative. Also, I grew up in a straight world. Mm. Mm. Big uh, tr- big facts. I'm big using facts. the master's tools. Babes. I'm using the master's tools, and Ooh. I'm trying to I'm trying to dismantle. Are you Are you here dropping some Audrey? Come on, Audrey. Oh! Come days, on, as queen. the Lord says. Exactly, you know. So as like, the Lord says. Master's tools, trying to dismantle the master's house. But that, do that, we even try and dismantle, though? I think that's the thing. I really think like, we do. Like, in, in what in, ways? In, in how we live. Because I think we live, honestly. The fact that you can announce yourself and say, mm. Hey, guys, I'm my daughter. <laughs> These menses. These menses. These menses. This nice. You know, mm-hmm. I was on Twitter the other day and I was... <laughs> Twitter's a mess. Any story mess. that starts, I my was friend, on Twitter the other day. No, my friend was like, we're having this chat, we're having this long thread and, and he was just like, you know, theoretically, I'm in love with men but I don't know how it works for me in real life because they've hurt me so much. And, mm-hmm. I was, and then he was like, I'm even considering heterosexuality. I, I was like, I saw Zek. <laughs> I would rather eat all the <laughs> denim in a Levi's store <laughs> than be heterosexual. Bruh. But, like, I think I think one of those things, right? One of those things. Because, guys, like, as a bisexual, I'm like, oh, guys, this, there's a lot of things that don't make sense about heterosexuality. But then mm. there's a lot of things that I see in heterosexuality that are then put in, like, homosexual slash queer relationships, mm. right? So this idea of, like, even this idea of being a topic. Heteronormativity. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. throwing around $10 words in a $3 yeah. conversation. Come Get out of here, man. So, like, even this Range. idea of, like, bed. <laughs> even this idea of, like, being, like, a top and a bottom. And then, so, fair and fine, sexual roles that have been, like, you know, we've, like, changed it up. We've figured out. But then even with that... Right, there's these ideas of like who deserves pleasure, who deserves control, who deserves to this, who deserves to that. And so like you know that piece that I wrote yeah. that you said felt like it was Googled, which it fucking was. Fuck you, okay? It was. Girl. It was Googled. You know what? I mean, Zanta, we'll end this podcast to, I'm here to tell you the truth. But anyways, carry No, on. you know what? So even with that, yeah. like it was only in reading that, um, because first I started reading experiences and I was just like, This is fucking shit, right? Mm. Because I was like because it was supposed it's going in a manual. Yeah. So I'm like I'm not going to reproduce nonsense in a manual. So I had to literally like sift and think it to find like how to be like a top properly and yeah. how to be a bottom properly. Yes. And it had like a lot of vibes that are very like kink orientated. Yeah. No, not hetero. Like once you do no when you're doing it badly, it's very heteronormative, right? Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, the alpha is the one who owns the pleasure, directs the pleasure, and, you know, like, the beta, like, slash the feminine is the one who just takes, and it's yeah. fine, and whatever happens to you happens to you type thing, right? But, like, now when I found out, like, about how to, quote, unquote, do it properly, and it was, like, this whole thing of, like, how it, like, disrupted, like, power yeah. relations, and it's sort of like, you know... um, like looking properly at consent and looking properly at like, you know, like, because a lot of articles were talking about how, you know, the bottom should have like quite a lot of power and like, yeah. and quite a lot of, you know, control in the yeah. situation. But that's not what I hear. No, it's not. And, 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 and it, it takes a while to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think for me, it's owning a narrative, right? Yeah. yeah. So when you own something, it's, People can't take it away from you or, you know, drag you. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like when I get dragged or whatever or someone attacks me, I'm like, oh, I've already said this to myself. So, so you know, it's, too it's too late. It's too late. What are you doing? So, so it's, it's, it's that idea like, so for me, my life changed when I was like, I guess I actually just, I'm the bottom. I'm a bottom. Okay, babes. You okay. Know? And that's what I like. Not because of any complex like, what's thing. it, what's it? You like, like being a bottom. That, that's what I like, and that's what I'm going to own, and that's what I'm going to chase. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, in that same breath was, oh, shit. Actually, 
I, as a gay person or queer people, I've never actually questioned what I like mm-hmm. in sex, right? No one taught me. No one. It was literally. You don't have the range. Yeah. Of, you don't have the buffet to yeah, be like. There's okay, no, I like the cob salad. Yeah, I don't like no, the shrimp. No. Literally, there's no one who guides you through. And there's also this shame around gay sex that people don't. Like, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it now. We'll be like, ah, okay, cool. He's a bottom, he's a top. But th- like the mechanics of sex that is shame. I, is shame no. That people don't want to address. Like, even within the community or yeah, just like... sometimes I feel like even within the community where... Um, yeah, no one wants to talk about the mechanics of it. The me- What do you mean the mechanics? Like, you actually know, like, having somebody enter you yeah, or entering somebody yes, and what that means and for and what the- that means and maybe I need to douche, all those, you know. Oh. I need to douche, I need to, you know, um, our friend... You need to maybe be in this angle so that it's easier for you to take it in the first time. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like those small, small, small things yeah. that you only learn through experience. And I'm, 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 I'm always like, straight people don't, straight people have that shit. That you, that you, that, sex they can ed class. Sex ed class. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they, even they learn it really, really yes. badly. So it just goes to show, because even like with this manual that I'm writing, that shit was hard, hey? I can imagine. And, like, part of the reason that we're doing it is because we're like, look, guys, the next generation cannot be doing trial and error. Like, like with, within, within the queer women community, it's imagine the idea of getting... trial and error with my orgasm. Your guys. Babes! Uh-uh. With your orgasm, with your genitalia, you don't know. You're already carrying enough nonsense. Yeah. You're already confused enough. And now you're just going to... Because even the stuff that I was learning... Um, so now, my sexuality, trial and error with women. Like, I went through the whole... There's the time when you get where somebody's kneeing you in the vagina, right? As, as like, a tripping thing. Oh, my God, it's the worst. And you're literally being kneed in the pussy. Like, and you're just like, why why are you like this? Why? Why are you like this? Jehovah Jireh. Babes. And then, like, you know, when people don't know about, like, woo, And now people are just going and buying a strap. No idea what's going on. But, like, I think... One of the things that I really, really hope with, like, our generation, now that we have, like, access to the internet, we're trying to, like, properly do queer archives that are Mm. not centered, especially within Africa, centered around, um, not every queer archive is centered around, you know, the struggle of, you know, the political struggle. Yeah, like the the closet crisis. uh, Yes, the closet crisis. Oh, that was a, woo, best phrase Ever the Thank closet you, crisis. Came up with that. Oh I, I, yes. So we're not centering our narratives around yeah. the closet crisis. We're trying to like, not, and I think it's because like our narrative is beginning to face towards ourselves and towards yeah. internally, and we're now writing for each other, mm. and we're writing to be seen by each other a lot more than you know. I'm going to teach you about gayness, guys. No gayness. No guys, but gayness. Gayness, please. Just now we're like, look. Because me, because like I know with the beginning of my writing and like with Holland stuff, a lot of it was, um, you know, showing queer, like showing the straight world, like look, these are the things you need to know. These are the everyday. Now I'm just like, look, me, I I've done my work for you. What you can do, like look to Ellen DeGeneres and whoever it is you need to look to, like just do your thing, right? But like I need to write internally. Yeah. So has that like been a journey for you as well, like? How is your queer sex and writing interlocked nicely? I think the the more settled I got into my own queerness and, and like I said, owning that narrative, mm-hmm. I just I was just like, ah, guys, I mean, straight people have enough shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm over this shit. I'm not going to write about the closet crisis. I'm not going to write about people or men that are... Trying to, oh my god, oh my god, oh my, my god. god, no, I'm a big old gay. No, <laughs> I literally want to write about two men that live together and they want to go shopping, yeah, and they're sitting on the couch and they're watching Prince Charming. Thank you, a mess of a show, love it, love it, love it. But so that I'm at that point where we, yeah, man, like just like I said in that in our panel, mm-hmm. where we write about ourselves in boring way yeah every day because our narratives uh, are every day and that's, that's the thing i think and that's why i keep saying like straight people exceptionalize us so mm-hmm. much that 
we kind of start doing that, we kind of also now put this pressure where we are mm-hmm. trying to be exceptional for no reason. When I'm like, girl, I just uh, can we just can we just go to the grocery store? Can we just and just push a trolley and we fight over the fact that you don't want the spinach, you and don't I want feel those tomatoes. Is, impo- is important. I mean, love spinach. Hey, girl. <laughs> um, I love it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I I I'm trying to distill that narrative of being exceptional and being, you know, over overseen. Because mm-hmm. I think there's also a point where us as queer people get overseen, where the gaze is so strong mm-hmm. that you feel like you lift your hand and someone's watching you. Which is which is kind of the case. Which is kind of the case. Mm. So I think we focus on that so much that we don't. The, the the archiving is not what's not happening in that way. It was always God. I need to be I need to be poetic. I need to be. You, you need know, to be the best writer I, yeah, in the world. You need, need to be this. Yeah, and I'm like, just like me and my long term ten year partner. Yeah, you but know. But then also I need to be helpful to the. I think yeah. also that being helpful to the heterosexuals is a big thing. So I don't know if you've heard about Love Victor. I have not. Yeah. So Love Victor is this like new. Was this new gay? Sh- it's a new gay show. Uh, it's based you on. You guys love. have a lot of shows. Yes, as fucking men, hell. But we'll get to that. Gay men have so many shows. Yeah. Is it we're not interesting as as queer women? Girl, is it patriarchy? Like, men. The patriarchy is so deep. The patriarchy so is like, so strong. And that's like, the chat. But okay, anyway, okay, so okay, love, yeah, love yeah. Victor love is based on Love Simon. Mm, mm. Yeah. So they they it's the second book and then they made a whole ten episode thing. Mm-hmm. So I watched it because also at the same time as much as we have shows, but gay content is hard on mainstream. So mm-hmm. like the moment there's a gay show, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I need yeah. to eat it up. Mm. So I watched the show and closet crisis. A closet mm. crisis. Homie is worried about his family. Homie is worried about his mom. Homie is worried about, and literally he comes out. The, the two minutes, the last two minutes of the last episode, that's when he's like, wait, actually, I'm gay. So wait, it's a, it's, a, it's, a se- it, it's, so it's a season of things. Yeah. And the last two minutes. Yeah. So I was oh. just like, I, and I, I want to write about it. Do it. Because I'm just Do it. like. Your pen is powerful. This, this boy is an incredible writer. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Actually, you. actually, <laughs> you've just made me realize what I'm going to put. You know that recording? Yeah. Right? So you need to stick around for the end of this episode because I'm going to put that recording that you did for the panel. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to put that. And Xanta reads an incredible piece. And it's so gorgeous. And you're so gorgeous. But anyway, Thank love, you. Victor. Cr- closet crisis. So, yeah. So my thing is it's, we spend so much time trying to make safe spaces for straight people. Mm. I'm worried that my mom will not be able to handle it. I'm worried that my dad will fall apart. Um, I'm worried that my friend uh, will run away from me. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and it's just... I'm tired. It's, yeah. it's tiring. Because it's tiring. And, 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 and when I realized with that show that, ah, guys... This is what we do. We spend so much time doing the emotional work, doing the emotional work, but not for us, but for them. Emotional labor, yeah. Being like, what if I shame my family? What if I this? What if I don't? Yeah. You're never thinking about yourself first. No, not never, not never. And I think if we have changed my mind, bruh. So like, you just like, nah, no. Like I, we can't because you can't even do that narrative. Because I know for you, one of the big things is keeping. Um, is like amplifying the gay black voice, right? And I think it's like the way you're saying it's so important to have a narrative that is not the closet crisis because you're also having that narrative teaches like baby gays. Because me guys, I'm all about the baby gays because I was a baby gay one time and like I was taught all these things and it's a motherfucking mess. And if we keep having narratives around the closet crisis, we're going to keep teaching. And then especially if the narrative works out well, yeah. it keeps teaching us that, look, do this emotional labor, do this work, like small yourself, repress yourself. No, no, no. What about the little gay boys who knew they were gay from like five? And yeah. that has been their thing. Yeah. They have grown up. Their family has been like, hey, 
They don't have the language. They call him this, 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 but they love him. Regardless. Regardless. Yeah. Like, where are those narratives? It's almost like we need... It's like it's it's almost like we earn our gayness. We earn yeah. our our openness to being queer. Yeah. By and, being and, like... And, I, and I'm also... That's something I'm also trying to unlearn. Hey, bruh. Because I'm also... Like, you, you, like, come on, girl. Babes. No, because like... Um, you know, I, th- I think I was, yeah, I was talking to a friend, what else? Mm-hmm. But the, the <laughs> idea, the idea of like, ugh, you know, it feels like people get married, like marriage is a reward because women need to put up with a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, and then the man is like, oh, I choose you. Yeah. After putting up with. I've helped you grow. Yeah, I've helped I'm, you this. You cheated on me. Pain. I promised you No, kids. basically pain. Yeah. Trauma. Yeah. Oh, trauma. Yes. Like, if you've put up with a lot of trauma... You get marriage I, as a I reward. I get marriage. And I'm just like, nigga, why can't you just choose me from the beginning, though? Mm. Why can't you just love me? Like, choose me. Choose me. I, I, I'm not a pick-me, but I kind of am. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're, a, you're a, a spicy saying. pick-me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing that I think you're speaking about, where... We don't. The people coming behind us don't need to go through pain. You you don't have to trauma. do spot. Like, they don't like, need to. They like, don't need to go through the closet. They don't need to. Herculean tasks. Yeah, I mean, where you've like literally overcome, overcome the demons, the monsters, you know, and now you can be slightly no. accepted. Exactly. Not as much as your your straight sister who stumbled into pregnancy and marriage at 16 at 16 and the family's here yeah, clapping. like clapping dancing like, oh, million yeah, guys, dollar I'm wedding gay. yeah yeah, yeah. i'm then, gay and then everyone's like but then but then if you're gay then it's like okay hide it from these people and hide it from those people yeah. but then be wildly successful yeah because th- that's another narrative we need to talk about where in order to be the gay I kid, because and I realized that, I realized that. Like, look, my family do really, really love me, yeah. and even when I was just like floating about, um, it's fine. You, yeah. And like, you know, they love me, and like now, no one asks me about bringing home a dude. I've brought home Sipu enough times. They all just, you know, no one has acknowledged, but yeah. no one, right? Yeah. But I also do know. Oh, we need to talk about that. We will, wait now. The acknowledgement. Yes. The erasure. Oh my gosh! Like your friend, that, that you're family. this. Like no one is asking. To like make no you one has. Yeah, no mm. one has pulled Sipu aside and, and said, been like, "Hey, what's what's what was going on here? Hey, hey, hey! Yeah. Right? Like we've been together ten years, mm. right? Like my, my thank you. It was ten years. Like a month ago. Thank you. Um, bow, bow, bow. Bad, bad applause. Bitches, bad Leon, if you don't put applause in this, I swear, right? Um. <laughs> So yeah, like, but like no one, I know had we been a straight couple after like three years, my uncle, because my uncle's one of those, yeah. right, would have pulled Sipu aside and been like, what's going yeah, on? what's going on? What's going on? But like, but like now even with, I know with me, um, my family do love me and I don't take away from that. And I understand also the fact that I understand that I'm very lucky is also quite problematic. Yeah. But I know the TED Talks help. The living in South Africa helps. The fellowships help. The this helps. Yeah, the, the, the book the coming accolades. out. Yeah, yeah the, accolades the accolades help. You know, the sketches the book is being about sex. They're like, you're still a published author, bitch, right? Yeah. And you know, like there's a lot that helps. And I know that um, I could not be as messy as some of, like I have some cousins who live in the UK. Mother. Those bitches is messy. Messy. One of them has like four kids. Come on now. And only got married like a year ago. So I'm like, you've done everything wrong, right? Mm. Like, ain't got no job. Like, just, like, but I know. I, I know I could never pull that shit. Yeah, I know I could never pull that shit. Yeah, and, and, and it's that also. That's why it goes back to like, like, the queer exceptionalism that mm-hmm. is kind of expected from us is that. I need to make up for my lack. Bruh. Because, you know, because I'm gay, so I need to make up for it. Yeah. You, that's, that's the energy. That's your first education. Basi- basically, you have the vibe that you would have as a black person in a white company. I yeah. know my lack is being black, yeah. but I will make up for I it. I will by, work 20 hours. I will work 20 hours, yeah. hand in my reports two days yes. early. You know, you, you know, have to be twice nice, as good as they are. You know, like take out your dreadlocks or yeah. whatever it is. Hey. So it's that same thing that you, like, for the longest time, it felt like because I was gay, I was in lack. 
mm-hmm. I was I was I was I was missing something mm-hmm. to straight people to the straight world to my family right mm-hmm. so then I was like okay cool obviously I need to be smart need to fucking be top of the class you know because then it's both like it distracts them from noticing yeah. that you're you're gay but also it's making up for it so, as if it, as if you have some sort of very deep impediments. Yeah. It's, like, it's a, yeah, yes. It's a, yeah. Oh, I love that word. But exactly impediment. We will, we will steal marriage language and steal yeah. it for us. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It's, it, so, it acts as a deep uh, yeah. impediment. So, yeah. and, that's, and that's why, you know, queer people are so exceptional. Sure. So exceptional. Not because we want to mm. or uh, that's who I am. It's literally because I knew mm. I had to. And I, you start making a plan. Yeah, you start making you, a plan early. Because you st- think about you like, uh, if I, you know, I need to be secure. If I, if I come out and they chase me. I, I need, need to, to okay. I need to secure the bag. Yeah. G. Like, and like, that's, that's one of the things like, um, you see a lot of, um, what's it called? <sighs> Jesus, Nazareth. Um, a lot of advice about coming out. They're like, mm. if you can, Secure the bag before. Yeah. Secure the bag or at least secure a network that can secure the bag, right? Right, yeah. Because things could go left. Like, right, why are we down. having to make contingency plans for our it, own family? And it's literally like when Tony Morrison says racism is a distraction, mm-hmm. it's the same shit with, with sexuality. Um, you get so distracted in that shit mm-hmm. that I don't think you actually get a full experience because you're spending so much time worried worried worrying and you know um trying to be exceptional mm-hmm. and um yeah so it just it beca- that is your distraction you actually don't kind of get to live a fullness or a freeness or... Because you, you, you always have that one worry. Because yeah. it's like that whole idea that and, you and never fully a, come out. Yes. Eh? So you come out in every single space. So, Ugh, also, and you, tiring. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I can't come out in every space, guys. But hey, the thing is, you do. Because, I, like, I be now... Gay, whenever, gay. Whenever, <laughs> you, 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 I be big gay. I be big because, gay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> big gay, big gay. Big gay. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, even I'm thinking about... um Even when I... With this book, when I'm doing the publicity... There's times when I'm like, I love you for keep clapping. Uh, I love you so much. I'm, it's my, I'm so excited eee! because it's everything. It, it is. It is. It is. Also it took so the, long. Also, that the fact that that book exists and you wrote Yo. it is a big deal. But and I is. and I and I purposely made it queer, yeah. queer inclusive. Yeah. And it's it's even like I even went as fi- as making it non-binary. So it's always they. So Come you never on know. Now. Come on. So it's sort of like when they get the D. They could be anybody. Yeah. It could be a he. It could, could be, be a, a she, she. They could be could straight. Be straight could yeah. be gay. Could be exploring. Babes, Come right? So now. everybody needs to just chill, right? Yeah. Right? So like even with that, there's... And after... Despite the fact that my brand literally is queerness. Like my brand is fucking queerness. Yeah, but have... even with this book, there's moments where I'm like, should I mention that I was in They Called Me Queer in my bio? Like there was a moment where I was like... Because I'm like... Are some radio stations gonna be like, ah, no, because I wasn't. They called me queer. That one thing, despite everything else that I've done, and it's just, it's exhausting. It's a mess. But remember when I said, when you, you want to be palatable, mm-hmm. so they will. No, in order to be, yeah, in order to be kind of accepted and part of the, I guess, mainstream mm-hmm. culture. You whatever, whatever you they the things about you that they will erase, and trust me, the first thing they will do is literally erase that you're queer. I saw the was it the James was it you were yeah. talking about James Baldwin yeah. and the erasure of James, so I keep forgetting James Baldwin was queer. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I everyone always does. forget, and I get it. Like his canon of work with race and identity is yeah, so yeah. big. But, but the, would you like some more wine, sweetie? Thank you. There you go. Um, and that's my thing. And that's why I was like, no, guys, Mina Shem, I want to... <laughs> you will You will I, not. You will not erase that part of me because mm-hmm. it has co- co-created my blackness as well. 
Mm. I can't. I don't exist as a black person without that without, part. Without me being a fucking gay. Mm. Intersectionality. Inter- I mean, come on, Intersec- Kimberly Crenshaw. Kimberly. You know. Um, but seriously though, like <laughs> I feel like I now have to put at the end of this episode what intersectionality is. Oh, yeah. You must know these things. Mm. Yeah, no. So that's my thing. So I'm like, we love James, and you know, everyone will quote him, and 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 you know. And then I'm like, but guys, people are literally forgetting that this was a gay man. This was a whole gay man. This was an actual entire gay man, and I and I and I, I this might be. You can fight me 10 years from now when I'm a big <laughs> author. <me>. But <laughs> Ooh, they're not allowed to fight you. James Baldwin. I don't think James Baldwin would be James Baldwin without his gayness. Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. And I don't care what y'all say. No. I, I stand fight by this. Fight us. Fight us. Now it's so a you know game. what I mean? Mm. I don't think he would be that person without that part of him that made him question himself as a nine-year-old as a ten-year-old you know because you're questioning yeah. you're looking you're, you're looking unpacking, you're searching you're 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 thinking. Thinking. You, yes you're, you're doing so much work you you already, do a lot of it's, you know? it's intellectual I, labor yes Woo! the intellectual labor that mm. queer people do girl babes and Queen. yeah um i stand by that and i understand yes james Baldwin was living in racist america at that time and but all that but stuff. the framework but, and the lens yes. and the and the and the and the and the what's it uh the the theoretical yeah. framework from which a person comes mm. because same he wouldn't way be that, he wouldn't be that phenomenal exactly if you're a straight man straight sorry straight man oh god bless straight men y'all don't know shit about yeah. shit let me but, tell you something about your lives right <laughs> straight men are the white people of um, of blackness. Oh, come on now. Just it is. Cheers. Cheers. No, straight men. And I saw this once and it made so much sense. Straight men, like, Jesus. Straight black men. Straight black men. Jesus of Nazareth. Also, I'm tired of giving y'all grace. No, 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 no. I'm done y'all, giving... Y'all like, get all the opportunities. Straight men, they get all the opportunities. All the opportunities. And they're the first people to be let in. Yeah. And one thing I realized about straight men, and I'm going to say it right here on this motherfucking podcast, right? Straight black men do not want to end racism. No. They want to take the place of straight, straight white, white men. men. Meaning they want to get them they straight bitches. They, they want to get them they white bitches, right? Yeah. They want to get them their money, like that like mm-hmm. old ass white money. I'm like, no, straight... Black men, guys, guys, and the pain they you enact are on the queer the community. Weakest link. You are the weakest Goodbye. link. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Jeez. Because yeah. the pain they enact on black women, mm. straight black women, queer black, black women, women, gay black, black men, men. The, the pain, like, trans, you're like trans bodies. Bruh, I'm like, you have no right. You have no right being at the top of the podium. Because have you ever talked to a revolutionary straight, uh, straight black man? Ugh. And the, his... Uh, huh? Thank you, baby. Hotep and two stepping, right? Hotep and two motherfucking stepping, right? And they will sit there and they'll be like, no, these other things don't matter right now. We need to focus on mm. the black struggle. I remember, <laughs> I remember, doing, I, I remember doing an interview, interviewing one of the, the, the Fismas for people. Oh, yeah, the fees must fall due to a terrible apparently. They're like, this is not identity politics. I was like... What, what do you... Wait, I'm sorry. They said this is not identity politics. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. He said that to me. Real life. And he's, life he's a big color. guy. We're not going to mention names, but he's... He's, he's a big like, guy he's in the movement. He's a big, big, big guy. If I said his name, you guys would know who I'm talking about. But like, yeah. It's like, no, this is not about identity politics. It's like, always not about identity politi- politics. Once, men. Yeah, no, once it stops being about black identity, yeah. it stops being about identity exactly. politics. Yo, guys, no, Sorry, straight no. black men cannot be trusted with the revolution. Same way, straight white men were not trusted with the revolution. Oh, God. God, even, have can't, mercy. Can't even get involved with white straight men, please. Guys, but like... They don't deserve a time. Skip, skip, skip. Skip, skip, skip. <laughs> and like, what's it? Skip 10 seconds. Yeah, 10 skip. seconds on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> oh my gosh, you see, now we've sat here for ages and I haven't actually asked you what your dating journey has been like. You know you're on here not to, not to wax lyrical and quote fucking Tony Morrison at me. Look at this gay boy quoting Tony Morrison at me. Love I you. 
You're such a grown item. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Ah. Like I'm actually quite grown. Like. You are fucking grown. And, and 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 the thing is, when I learned to be unashamed about that, mm-hmm. it freed me. Cause you know, like there's again the pressure to be good at every moment of mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, oh my god, four years ago, now. The range. You've got such range. The range that has changed, you know, and that and that that matters to me now, and that's what I look for in people, and that's what I look for in a partner. I'm growth. Like, growth. Because growth is continuous, you know what that but is? it needs to it needs to seem like there is something. Yeah. You I can't just, I just look. want you to, and it doesn't. I don't mean be better, because I think that there's also a pressure in saying be better. You know? Just look like I you're just moving. Like, just move. Just, yeah. Just 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 don't be the same thing. Mm. That's Bruh, all. That's all you ask. That's all I ask. No, but like, what has your dating life been like, bro? Girl, a crisis. A crisis. <laughs> Corona yeah. doesn't know anything. This is uh, a crisis. This is, dating life has been a crisis. <laughs> um, no, I just I I I'm I I'm taking responsibility for my role in 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 my dating situation. That's freaking mature. Yeah, because I think if I focused a lot on what someone had done to me or what they what the, that man did, mm-hmm. girl, I'd be dead. Babes. So I had to, I have to kind of be like, also, Zanta, you did one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. So, what, what, what is, what was your place in that? Yeah. Mm. So, and that's given me so much power, and which is why I kind of, kind of, sort of, still talk to a lot of my exes because you like, talk to your exes. Yeah, because like. <sighs> Yikes! Uh, I know it's a, it's a, it's a no, no, no it's shame. That, I'm saying yikes because I don't talk to a single one of my exes. Yeah, I mean, girl, you've been in a relationship for ten years, please. Yeah, no, them bitches ain't shit. Uh, also, them <laughs> niggas ain't shit either. All y'all ain't shit. Nah, no, I can't. You know, so for shit. me, it's also I talk to the well. I still talk to the ones that you know we we liked each other as human beings. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say this: there's this thing where I like you. Mm-hmm romantically mm-hmm. but what if I don't like you as an actual like you're a trash ass person human being mm-hmm. it's a different chat those are two That's different, different chats, chats hey like I need to like you as a human being like mm-hmm. as in if I take away everything if I take away the drama the sun mm-hmm. the rain <laughs> you know the sex this, uh, the sex ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh-huh. yes like I need to like, like I need to like you as a human being. The mm-hmm. asset, like your, can't explain it. Yeah, the like, ghost of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like um, like the the essence of you. Yeah. Yes. So I need to like like, and I've been kind of lucky that I think I've been with people that I genuinely like as human beings. Mm-hmm. Like as in like, these are such good men. These are such good human beings like it may have not worked out but, you, but there's still there's I'm like this is a human being mm-hmm. you know I, and, and I think that changes it, everything because you know I love my family but do I like them as human beings that's a different <laughs> chat <laughs> that's a different chat you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing. So I, I yeah, I've been lucky that I, I've kind of done that. I mean, obviously there are like one or two, three, you know, mishaps. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, fuck that nigga. I hope that nigga fucking you know, can't get it up yeah. for the rest of his life yeah. after me. You like, know? you know, like now he just, yeah. some, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How do we curse sexes? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think... Yeah, I'm learning to... My daily life is me taking responsibility for my shit. Okay. And um, I got into the Tinder. You got into the Tinder? Oh, girl! Baby! During the COVID. Like the and COVID, I was like, like I was swipe like, left, swipe right. Yeah, and it's it was, it was interesting to find, like... I think one of them asked me is like, "What's your intention?" I was like, "What's your intention?" I was like, "Jehovah." Like, is is I this? Like, I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "My my intention." He's like, "Yeah." Your What's intention. your intention? No. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I, because sometimes you think you're doing the work, right? mm-hmm. but you can't test the work until someone else 
brings it it's, up. It's like revising. You yeah. don't know what shit is happening until the, the exam yeah, comes. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I don't know section it, C. Exactly. Oh. So it was a say it was that thing of like that interrogation with the self. Like, actually, why am I on this thing? Mm-hmm. What do I want? What do I like? Why do I not? Mm-hmm. What are you bringing? What am I bringing? Mm-hmm. Also, what am I not ashamed about? Oh. Because what he was asking was like, who are you, basically? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Announce yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to fuck? Are you just trying to... Whatever you're trying like to do. Like, you're, you're trying to get some, some sex things? You know, are you trying to, you're trying to do it. something and about... And I was just after, like... Yeah. I usually texted my friend. I was like, Chloe, oh my God. He's asking me. Uh, and my friend was like, calm the fuck down. Be easy. Be easy. Tell him what you want. Mm-hmm. And just even that... Just knowing what you want and announcing it changes your whole dating game. Because I'm like, Tip, I like pegging. You like pegging. And now, and now, now I can now, know. Now you, now you have to deal. It's either you're going to stay or not. Yeah. And, and I have to and maneuver and myself. You and like you see, that's, pegging. That's, and that's why I love like polyamory and stuff. Because oh, it's so like... We're so going to have this conversation. The minute you start polyamory... You're coming back on this podcast. I'm ready. You know that, right? I am you so ready. ready. Woo. If yeah. you ask me, I'm ready. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm ready. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know? Because so then like, you can explore. Yeah, you can try. Because like, there's honesty gives power. Oh, because, so having like proper communication yes, is what you're excited yeah. about, about polyamory. Yes. Oh, because, that's powerful. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Most people are like, ooh, I can, I can be dick deep or finger deep and like, no, no not, you, you not, want the communication. I, I, it's the, that thing of like, hey, babes, I'm going to go see Ooh, that's powerful. And I know what to do. Mm-hmm. I know to prepare myself. I know, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It gives where, me back the power. Where, where everyone is... Is there's the honesty, there's the openness, mm. and then yeah, like the way you say the power of communication, yeah. the power of truth as yeah. well. Hey, power of honesty, yeah. Yo. So it changes everything, and that's why I want to do polyamory because I'm like, I guess ready. You're ready. <laughs> yeah, just to and I, and I, I I mean I don't think it's gonna be like a, a lifetime commitment, mm-hmm. but I just want to do it for a period of my life mm. because I think. I think it's an important part for anyone yeah, to go through, Yeah, eh? because it's just like, it is what it is, babes. It you is what it fucking is. You're going to stay or you're going to go. Babes. You know, like, you mean, like, yeah. Nope. Like, I got me the gas. Do you know what I mean? When, <laughs> when someone tells you, sorry, when someone tells you that, mm-hmm. when someone tells you who they are, you have the power to stay or not. Yeah. When a nigga's like, babes, I love you, I want you, I'm going to be with you, but just mm. know that I'm going to sleep with people. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, I can handle this. Or I don't. Oh, I can't handle this. And if I can't handle this, why? And if I can, also why? Like, you You actually... I make Mm. the move. Mm. You know? And I think think hiding stuff and lying prevents that. Mm. You take away my power. Don't lie to me. Don't, don't, don't so scam true. me. So don't true. Don't scam me, babes. Just tell me This is not a pyramid scheme, babes. Yeah, just don't don't scam me. Mm Mm-hmm. If you tell me who you are, I can make the decision. I. Because mm-hmm. then if, if, you, if you tell me, oh, I'm going to be sleeping with people, but you know, you're my... You're my number one. Yeah. And then I stay. Then I've then made that decision. I made that decision. I think and also if you people hurt need to me, be honest to themselves yeah. though, about the decision they make. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then I, if I stay and I'm crying four years later, a snake is a snake. What Yo. do you think a snake is going to do, boo? Babes. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But so, like, that's the thing. Like, it takes... Like, give me back my power by telling me the truth. Mm. That's all I ask now. Damn. Give me back my power. Hmm? You know, I could sit here with you for ages. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going <laughs> to cut myself off as well. Um, and I just need you to know that I love you, though. And thank you for coming. <laughs> also, I'm so proud of your growth. I need to say this time and time again. <laughs> like, I don't know. Okay, I just, I think for me personally, what was going on in university, bro? I was figuring my shit out. You, fi- you were figuring your shit out. Yeah, I was, just I was like, but I'm a big old gay. Like, I'm Skizzy's friend. I met you through Skizzy. I'm like, come in us. But then I'm like, was I not the right sort of gay? 
come lay on my bosom. Right. No, it's no. I think it's it's. It wasn't about you. It wasn't. It, it's literally when you're going through your, yourself. You mm. Like you, you don't see very far. Okay, you so you, you're where you need to be, where you need to be. Yeah, so I was so focused on myself and, and hiding and, you know, that I couldn't see past the horizon. True, true. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Simba. Simba. Where the light touches. <laughs> I couldn't see that far, girl. Uh, outside of where the light touches? No. 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 <laughs> I love you, though. So, yeah, so, I, yeah. It just it it's that thing of finding yourself, and I don't know. Um, there's something about being authentic that has changed my life mm-hmm. because people resonate for some odd reason. People are like, "Oh my God, you're amazing!" I'm like, "Me?" They think wow. your essence is amazing. Yeah. So when you like the person, because you're yes. you're true to yourself. Yeah. I even like you more now. Thank you. I liked you then, but, but then now again, you're like. Yeah. This is a badass bitch. You are a badass bitch. Like Thank then you. you're like you're like Santa. We love you. Yeah. And she was like, "Is your friend straight?" I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, but I love you now. I love you too. So like, yeah, I just I just want to make sure that just just being authentic changes everything. It really like I can't explain it. Like I can't like I'm getting emotional because I'm like, I I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, when I started being myself and started being, like, this is me. Changes everything. Changes, it changes even the people around you, you know. It literally changes even the people around you because you're going to be, certain people will be drawn to you or not. Or people will stay or leave. Um, and that's happened to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just like... Yo, dog, this is my mess, dog. This is my mess. This, this my is mess. me. What Woo. you gonna do? Woo. Woo. What you gonna do? Okay. What you I'm, gonna do? And I'm going to end the podcast there because you have dropped hard wisdom. Zante is amazing and truly a wizard with the words. So I'm going to let him wrap up his own goddamn episode. And all I'm gonna say is I'm Tiff, I am your host, and I am reminding you to calm your tits. It's actually never that serious nothingness and glory fragments on sex one you are barely full of shame the first time you give in to your sexual desires the shame hurls itself into your eyes after you stare at another boy for too long in the showers as you walk back to your room you quietly pray that no one saw your eyes linger longer than they should have how you lingered on the height of his flat, hard chest and brownness of his nipples, or how the taut muscles on his arms called to you as he wiped himself down. Just how much you wanted to answer that call and touch them. You never answer this call and return to your shame. It's your second skin, this shame. Some days it's the only skin you wear. As an offspring of fear, the shame keeps you hiding, keeps you small. That is all you have known your desires to be, a cancerous part of you to be irradiated. Two, you learn a coitus in your biology class. You do not see your future in those drawings of phallic anatomy, of those two bodies procreating. Their coitus is affirmed at the moment they discover it. Yours is clandestine, something you need to forage for so that you may see yourself in something too. So you turn to porn, just to glimpse bodies of men reaping against each other too. At first, it's not even for self-pleasure. It's only to confirm that beyond your world, your secret desires gallop widely somewhere. In the dining hall, you shrink even further into yourself when the boys discuss girls. Their language is crass. It blatantly centers their phallic pleasure and discounts the girls with which they have been intimate. This is a language you will never speak. The first language boys learn is the one that perpetually seeks the validation of other boys. Your language will perpetually seek the desire of those boys. You remain silent and the cells inside you are anxiously praying that they do not look your way. You have nothing to add. You know nothingness very well. It's your shield because in nothing, that's where you found everything you thought you could never have.
Divinity for you lies at the altar of a body like yours. Three, when you find yourself far from home in a new land by the cold sea, you can no longer hide. We are everywhere in every colorful articulation of existence. You are finally not alone, but you are still fearful. You still coddle your virginity, a precious cargo you will soon be ready to drown in that cold sea. In your poor attempts to remain unseen, you are seen. In this unseenness, he befriends you. Even though you bulge with new emotions every time he sits on the table while you stretch yourself on a single bed, talking about music and how horrible your degrees are in, in your res room, your naivety keeps you from seeing the longing in his eyes. After many weeks of texts and intimate conversation into the slither of morning, he unexpectedly kisses you in the dark of your res room. His mouth tastes like the reality you have always longed for. Finally, it is right. Finally, you feel right because his kiss burns a shooting star down your spine and ruptures at the base of your loins. A part of you shrinks because you know that this rightness your body has experienced can only exist in that darkness, enclosed within those small walls and cuddled by the meeting of warm shadow mouths. Our rightness only breathes freely in the dark. Who knew the mere meeting of mouths could lead to a beautiful unraveling of self and everything you knew to be truth? This podcast was created by Holla Africa Productions and sound engineered by Leon Erasmus of Digital Fanatic Studios. Music compiled by Mbali of Chosen Flower Collections.